Hello and welcome to the PR department podcast. You're through to your host Katie Braden and this is episode 24 Um, and today we are going to be discussing uh, knowing when to quit um, and how to kind of manage that process. So as you probably know by now um, I'm freelance. I have been for six, seven years. Um, So I've had my fair share of having to go through sort of client breakups. And whilst it can be the worst experience ever, um, something I've learnt that I would love to pass on is that it really doesn't have to be. Um, And something that I've kind of developed in my own mentality over the years um, is that it really doesn't have to be emotional at all and you really can keep how you feel out of a professional transaction and I know that sounds really like cliche like boss bitch like we don't have feelings we just do the job and all that jazz but it's really not like I think processing how you feel before you act in a professional environment um, because you're freelance you have the um, the ability to do so because you're not trapped in an office environment where you can't escape so you it really is quite a luxury to be able to process and do things in your own time and in your own space and it should definitely be utilized um, so Another beautiful thing about being freelance is having the ability to choose and I think sometimes when I speak to my freelance peers that's often forgotten um, and sometimes I forget myself Um, and obviously whilst there has to be a balance um, with how much money you're making and you know balance in the books there has to be a level of joy and um a part of why you started doing this in the first place left at the end of the day like it can't just be that you completely hate your life but it's fine because you're making the money um otherwise you might as well take the stress out of it and just work for somebody else and hate your life there but not be responsible for your own taxes you know um so I think there has to be a balance between what you love to do and you know making sure that those financial goals and the financial stability is there ultimately you are in the driving seat so you can make the decisions and I think it's really important not to forget that and that sounds like the most obvious statement ever like you're freelance of course you can pick who you work with and who you don't but when you're actually in it and you are basically a one-man band or a small business and you're the only one making the decisions. sometimes it doesn't feel that way and I often find myself reminding my small business owners and my fellow freelancers you have the ability to choose and you are the one that can make the decisions. Um, Fundamentally when you're freelance you have the luxury of making decisions for you and nobody else and that differs to working for somebody else because usually what beca- what comes before you as an individual is for the good of the company there's none of that when you're freelance there's no for the good of the company well there is to a certain degree but 
ultimately at the end of the day it's you yourself and you (laughs) so you know it it really is up to you what you want to do and your goals may be completely different to the next freelancer and the next freelancer and that is fine but that is the beauty of it you can make it whatever you want it to be and you know there are times in my freelance career where I've thought this is amazing like I'm really really killing this like I've got great clients my workload is perfect my life balance is on point but obviously that's not the reality you know in six or seven years that's not going to be the reality every single day and there are then there are also times where I feel like I'm a complete slave to what I do and I've made bad decisions and I need to rectify them but it's terrifying and it's anxiety inducing and then it's you know the complete opposite. So that's kind of what this episode is about and at the crux of it is knowing when to walk away because coming back to what I said earlier you know you are responsible for you yourself and you and that means financially it's is it's all on you you know you're the one bringing in the money and sometimes no matter how bad a situation gets or how awful a client relationship is it's really hard to walk away from that money um because when you're a freelancer as well um or a small business owner you see that money coming directly into your bank account there's no you know pay slips where this is taken off and that's taken off and you know it goes through somebody else it's coming directly to you so you have the ability to boost those paychecks by working with more clients and you know taking a bit more shit maybe um or not and then you know seeing that money not come in um So knowing when to quit, it sounds like the most simple thing in the world, but I feel like it's something that a lot of my peers struggle with. Um, And I myself have gone through some crazy situations over the years, which I think has really opened my eyes to when to say enough is enough and when to walk away. Um, So when the work is flowing in um, and the client is not happy, uh, so you let's set the scene you've got a really bad client relationship things are not good the client is not happy and your life is just living hell basically every day because they're not happy um, and when you run a service-based business you know whether that is a salon or you know as a freelancer or as a PR when we are service-based businesses um, especially performance-based businesses if your client is not happy it literally ruins your whole day because that is the point fundamentally you know we do what we do to make our clients happy Um, and if they're not happy then it's a nightmare especially if it's not just like one thing it's like a consistent unhappiness like there's a there's a sort of distaste towards everything you do like you feel like you can't do anything right Um, but the work is still coming in and it doesn't seem to be slowing down so you kind of hit this sort of crossroads in the relationship where the client um sort of still needs you so they're not looking to fire you um but like I explained there's a complete distaste for everything you do so you feel like you can't make any moves without there being you know pushback or negative feedback or you know con- like constant micromanagement it's just a very toxic environment the client is not backing down um because I mean most of the times very specific to what I do freelance PR they have brought you in because they they cannot do it themselves um 
they can't afford maybe for someone to be in-house or their in-house team are already so stretched. So they really need you to fill that role. And trying to recruit for a PR role is extremely challenging, especially in the um, the field that I'm in. I work with a lot of businesses that straddle um, professional and consumer audiences, which is quite niche. Um, so you can't just bring in any old PR. And even then, it's PR is very personal. So finding somebody who's right for you, again, at the right price, it takes time and it takes a lot of effort. So for them to re-recruit, they're probably thinking, no, it's not even worth it. We might as well just keep this one that we've got, even though everything in our being says we don't like it. So you're at this crossroads where you're thinking, right, the client's not necessarily going to give notice and leave. Um, So it's kind of the ball is in your court. Um, You can either continue to work and continue in like quite a toxic environment and that sort of spills over into your working day or you give your notice and you basically fire them as a client. And that is really challenging as a freelancer because you know that you could continue taking that invoice every month especially if it's a big one this is really challenging um you know that that invoice is going to keep coming in even though they don't they're not necessarily happy with the work they're going to still keep paying you month after month and when you look at it month on month on month you think oh if I stuck at this for another six months this is how much money I could make even though the relationship is really bad you know so that though these are kind of like this sounds a bit rambly but these are the things that kind of go through your mind when you hit this crossroads scenario um so I've been in this crossroads scenario uh many times and the advice that I've been given is keep going until the client gives notice because you've kind of gotten everything you can um out of that relationship a on a work front you've done absolutely everything that you can and you have kind of given them you know ample time to be able to maybe rectify things or really run it into the ground is the opposite and then number two you've gotten everything out of that relationship that you can financially um so you know you couldn't have got you couldn't have made any more money out of that project so there's that was the advice that I was given so I found myself at this crossroads, you know, a fair few times. This isn't like one scenario in particular. Like this has happened to me a good handful of times. And I don't think that's irregular. I think a lot of people find themselves in that scenario. I mean, from conversations again that I have with my peers, I think it's pretty common. I don't think it's, I don't think I'm the problem. (laughs) So I think it's very much, you know, a a problem that does come up with PR and that's that's fine. Um, But it is something we have to deal with. So I that was the advice I was given you know get go until the client gives notice but it gets to a certain point where and this is kind of like a strong thing that I'm about to say but it's just how it feels it feels like you're kind of being abused a little bit and you turn into a bit of a scapegoat for like everything even if it's nothing to do with you so like especially when there's an in-house team and you are a freelancer you know you're the person who is outside of the business they don't have to sit next to you at a desk every day they don't have to you know chat to you over lunch or ask you if you want a coffee or you know there's no like human contact so it can become quite um 
a toxic relationship because they don't have to deal with you face to face. So even if, um, you know, I've had circumstances before where things were going wrong in house, which were obviously reflecting what I was doing. And then when it's all being put on me, I'm saying, well, hang on a second, you know, this is happening in house, which is obviously why this is happening with me. And it's kind of like a, you know, a a vicious cycle situation. But the in-house team are there, you know, they're face to face. It's easier to blame you. You're not there. Um, so something that I learned from kind of taking that advice of running it to the end of its course is that it is not worth it. It is not worth it. And I've done this a fair few times to say that it is not worth it. And I now realize that as soon as these toxic sort of red flags pop up and I personally feel like it's not going to get any better. Like I'm not saying like quit at the first sign of trouble. Absolutely not. But um, there comes a point where you have to know that it's time for you to walk away um, as the freelancer and you have to give notice on that client. Um, Because I found myself in a situation where I was really trying to run with this contract as far as I could Um, and it was very very toxic and I got myself into a position where I was struggling to work Um, so I was waking up in the morning and I didn't want to get out of bed and that is really really unlike me because as you can tell, I have a whole podcast dedicated to my life as a PR and as a freelancer. I love my job and I bounce out of bed every day excited. Even if it's a hard time, like I thrive off it. I love it. So for me to be waking up in the morning and really like, I was struggling to like force myself to open my laptop, you know, to start doing my to-do list. Like I was really dragging my feet and I could feel myself making mistakes in other areas. Um, like at this point in time, in particular, um, another one of my client who is also my best friend. So um, she obviously is a my friend and B, she knew what was going on behind the scenes. And I think there was like a leniency there, which obviously I'm forever grateful for <laughs> at this specific moment in time. Um, but she was doing an event and I was supposed to um, pop in. So it wasn't like I was running the event and I missed it or anything. Like I was just meant to be there as a guest. Um, but I completely forgot it was happening and I didn't I didn't go. And I know that seems like a very, very minor thing. But for me, I am like an organizational freak. Like my diary rules my life. And the fact that I forgot to do something like that for a, my client and B, my best friend, I was like, this is a real like alarm bell for me. Like something is not right. Um, I, yeah, I was just really struggling in all aspects of my life. I was, I was crying a lot. Like, you know, it was, it was really, really hard on my mental health. Um, and, you know, I felt really bad for my partner who had to sit with me, you know, in the evenings and listen to me cry and say how much I hated my, my day to day and I hated my job and I didn't know what to do and I didn't want to do it anymore. And it wasn't that I hated my job or I hated what I was doing and I didn't, it wasn't any of those things. It was just that I was in a really, really, really difficult situation with a client and I needed to cut it out. I needed to stop. Um, And that was a really, really big learning lesson for me because when it fundamentally came to the end of that relationship, 
um it was kind of like a weight had been lifted and it was like the sun came out from behind the clouds you know it was crazy and that was the moment that I realized how impactful a bad client relationship can be when it is when it has gone on too long and the importance of knowing when to walk away so that's why I really really wanted to make this podcast episode thing that I've really really learned to value and it's something that I touch base with almost on like a daily weekly basis in terms of like an ethos and a mentality is that your time really holds so much value and you have to choose how you want to spend that time every day especially when you're freelance because you know you could spend every minute of your day working if you wanted to um, if that fulfills you and that makes you happy and you know without being morbid when you're on your deathbed and you look back at your life and you think I'm so glad I spent every single minute of my day working and that works for you great but this is what I always think of when I have choices to make in terms of hiring and firing clients and how I spend my time day to day I don't want to be at the end of you know this short life and look back and think I spent so much time working and not enjoying it Um, or I spent so much time working and I didn't spend any time living or I spent so much time working and I didn't spend enough time with the people who I value. So I always kind of, when I have decisions to make in terms of bringing on new business, getting rid of clients, you know, shuffling around my portfolio, these are the touch points that I always come back to. And when I say it out loud, I always feel like I'm being extremely dramatic but fundamentally I think that is what it comes down to when you're discussing the element of time. How you spend your time day to day shapes your life overall. Um, So that is a real big touch point for me. So I think deciding where your values lie, where you want to spend time doing things and how it makes you feel um, because I am also very aware that you can totally like spend your time that you have allocated to working, working with clients who value you, who respect you, who, you know, you gain energy from the work that you do with them because it's really positive. Like, yes, there's always going to be bad times and negative times that you have to struggle through, but there's a difference between that happening every so often and it being a consistent day-to-day vibe um so you absolutely can pick the people who you come in contact with every day and picking the right people i.e picking the right clients um is you know it can really change the overall trajectory and how you feel about your life um so you know without getting too well I just got very philosophical I was just to say without getting too philosophical and I've just spent 10 minutes talking about death and life so there we there we go um but that is a really big touch point for me um so coming back to kind of when good clients go bad knowing when to walk away um that whole experience where I was really struggling and kind of dropping the ball in other areas um, was a really big eye-opener for me and um, it taught me that I needed to walk away far sooner and the people telling me to push it and push it and push it were valuing money over my time and for me I value time over money and that's what I learnt. So you have to kind of 
understand that in business, in life, you can't win at everything. And sometimes winning is walking away. Um, I, so I, again, to go off on a bit, bit of a tangent here, um, I was a dancer for a lot of my life. I started when I was two years old. I kind of went right through the system up to the the top of the game. You know, I went to dance school in London. I graduated, all that jazz. Um, And then I decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore. And anybody who's done like a sport or a performing arts, you will understand when I say that it becomes your entire personality and it becomes like how you value yourself as a human. Like if you you succeed in the sport or thing that you're doing. Um, So when I decided to walk away from that, I had a huge um, experience with feeling like a failure. And I realized that that trickles through into my life where I feel like um, I try and avoid failure at all costs. Um, So for me, the experience that we discussed earlier, it was kind of um, understanding that sometimes walking away from something or ending something is is not a failure it is actually a win um because you're winning day to day you know you've got your 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 groove back in essence um so when we come to this kind of end of the road and you know inevitably you need to either leave a contract or you know maybe a client hands in their notice or whatever it is when a working relationship comes to an end how do we manage these times because more often than not in PR this kind of old school way is like oh that client left like we hate them like we don't like them um and you know it's like you'll never speak to the client ever again you know the brand's kind of like blacklisted like I'll never forget when I used to work in fashion agencies like when a client would leave like you like wouldn't be able to wear that brand in the office anymore like it was really always quite tetchy and I get it I do get it like I've been in those scenarios where you think oh my god if I ever see that brand ever again like you know I've had to I've had some clients in the past where it's been quite like a tumultuous ending and I've gone I just have to unfollow you because I cannot see you on my feed every day like it triggers me (laughs) Like there's absolutely those relationships that happen and play out in that way. But something that I've learned in recent years is that PR relationships and relationships with clients in general can come to an end and it doesn't have to be bad. And I know that is 100% easier said than done, but I've kind of put some things into place with how I manage these scenarios and I think it really like sets you in the best stead for moving forward and there being no animosity because there's nothing worse especially in an industry like mine you know I work a lot in the hair industry and whilst it's a huge industry it's also very very small and everybody knows everybody so if I fall out with someone like I am 100% going to see them again at some point or have to work with them again at some point so you know it's in everybody's best interests to get along also there's nothing worse than like walking into an event and thinking oh god that person's there or I might bump into that person and have an anxiety about it like why can't we just say 
you know the same as like leaving a relationship on good terms like you know we weren't meant to be together and that's fine but we can you know respect and have like compassion towards each other without hating each other and without feeling like we have to work together um so something that I do and have done for the last few years and something that I kind of instill in everybody is I approach everything that I do with kindness um and I know that sounds so wanky and I'm so sorry I'm really not a hashtag be kind kind of gal um but I think that everything should be wrapped in kindness because going back to like the timeline of your life, life is too short to get your back up and to get annoyed and to be bitchy and to, you know, have confrontation when there is no need. There is absolutely no need, especially in the workplace. Like, these people that you work with they are you know your colleagues they may be friends but they're not you know like to me it's my work and it's never worth confrontation for me like it the confrontation doesn't hold enough worth for me to pursue it it doesn't make me feel good it doesn't enhance my life um it doesn't earn me more money um you know you get nothing out of the confrontation other than just getting your back up and being emotional so i try and approach everything with kindness even if um you know it's ending a contract or someone firing me i think you can always always approach the situation with kindness so for example like i've had someone hand in their notice before um maybe in a not so nice way and i could have taken two paths so i either could have got my back up and responded and been like oh you know i can't believe you're doing this um okay fine bye whatever or the path that i decide to take is sending them a nice little message saying how much i appreciate their business over the years i wish them the best of luck with their journey you know xyz like it's just a choice it's a very very small choice also clear communication and I know this is like a running theme in every single um, podcast that I do where I'm kind of like discussing my experience and giving advice but clear communication is so important so when you're experiencing a kind of breakdown of a relationship it it really um you kind of all you want to do is pull away Um, But what you need to do is kind of double down and be even clearer than ever before. Um, So, you know, if someone's pushing something onto you, you have to always be like super clear with everything you're saying, everything you're asking um, and what you want. And again, kind of packaged in kindness. So not getting your back up. Like I sent that email. I did this. Please see screenshot attached. You know, that kind of vibe. Like, everything is clear but always with an edge of kindness I think that is like the best way because sometimes when somebody comes to you all guns blazing and they expect you to fight fire with fire but instead you come with kind words sometimes it takes them off the ledge and it simmers everything down straight away you have the power to do that like with communication which is so exciting like if someone comes to me in a certain way and I respond I then can take control of the vibe of the conversation and you know we have the power to do that every day day to day with your family with your friends at work so I I always choose to do that like actively um so another thing that I always keep in mind is that money comes and goes 
and you don't have to always be on an upward trajectory um and that's something that I've learned actually very recently so I went through um so every single year my business has has grown like um you know quite big leaps year on year on year nightmare for tax um (laughs) but uh I got very used to being on this upward trajectory where it was like more 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 and I came to the realization where you know it doesn't have to be (laughs) it really doesn't have to be like as long as I can pay my bills and I'm comfortable with the amount of money that I'm earning sometimes I can go through periods where I'm not earning as much and again that doesn't equal failure so feeling this sort of um lack of fear towards like losing out or losing money or not being on this constant upward trajectory has really helped me when it comes to walking away when I need to because I'm not governed by money um you know money comes and goes but your day-to-day experience you can never get back um also something that I was talking to my my mum about last night um she's recently started a new job and it's very unstable in terms of the team and it's quite stressful and I was talking about how you know she should stick at it and you know try and see it through but at the end of the period you know the sort of trial period she kind of needs to sit down and think does my am I being financially compensated for the amount of pressure and stress I'm feeling at work and you have to just answer that yes or no and if the answer is no then what are you doing it for like you're being stressed for free like you're feeling immense pressure and anxiety for free and um so another thing I was talking to her about was stress tax and Someone actually gave me this idea years ago and I wish I could remember who it was. I really want to say it was a nail technician at like an event. Um, I I cannot remember the life of me. It was, it was like pre-COVID and we all know that our brains have just like turned off since then. Um, but basically they introduced the idea of stress tax into my life and now it's something that I, I honestly live by. So if you are let's use the example of like new business because I think that is really easy to explain so if you have like um a client who wants to come on board or wants to start working with you and you take the new business call and you think oh god there's you know this this is good I can make it work um but there's quite a few red flags here like I feel like this this person or this brand is going to be difficult for whatever reason um this is how I manage it so I add stress tax, which is extra money, um, which some people are like, oh, that's awful. No, it's not, because it answers the question that I just said about is the stress and pressure that you feel at work being financially compensated? So if by adding stress tax, the answer is yes. Um, so this goes one of two ways. So you add the stress tax and if they then come back and say, yep, we're happy to pay that, um, perfect. You're being, you know, financially compensated for the stress and pressure you feel at work and that extra work that you have to do to, you know, get this job done or make this client happy. If they say no, then you've dodged a bullet because if they weren't willing to pay what you were asking for, um, then you would have been working for less than you wanted to and you would have been being stressed for free. So, you know, I th- I think, I hope I've explained that in like 
the best way possible like this isn't like conning people out of money this is being paid what you're worth and you know being paid for the amount of hard work you're having to do and sometimes when you have a stressful client most of the time when you have a stressful client it means that you're gonna have to do more work so that's more money involved you know um so yeah stress tax <laughs> I think everyone should have a level of stress tax you know definitely um you know if you're not being compensated in some which way then what is the point because as I always say uh you know we don't live to work we work to live and sometimes working is part of our living experience and you know something we love to do which is certainly true for me um but you know it's not the be all and end all so there has to be financial compensation otherwise you're just turning up for free um so yeah that is the end of this episode I hope that my sharing of experience and talking about this um kind of you know niche topic is helpful in some way shape or form um and I will see you on the next one bye